0: Welcome to another episode of the Ag Bioscience podcast presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business and also the host of this weekly podcast where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector. It's the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology converge. We're excited this week to welcome Blaise Curry. Blaze is Associate Director of Leadership Development at the National FFA Organization. And Blaze, welcome to the podcast.
1: And thanks for having me on, Gary. You know, uh,
0: certainly October every month is busy at the National FFA Organization, (laughs) but in particular October, we're gonna get into that in a moment, but I'm curious uh, about your background and how you got
1: to the uh, National FFA Organization. Yeah, thank you. Um, I grew up on a farm in West Texas, so uh, my family still operates that farm, cotton, peanuts, and watermelons. And because I was a, a farm kid in West Texas, I was interested in the FFA organization and was a member in high school and found it to be an extremely valuable organization for myself. And after I got out of college, I was interested in getting uh, re-involved and supporting young leaders in agriculture. And so I started working for the Texas FFA Association and then later accepted an offer at the National FFA Organization and kind of done two different stints, but now I, so I'm now in Indianapolis where the National FFA headquarters are located. And that's how I found my, found my way both to Indianapolis and to the National FFA organization.
0: Well, it's great to have you here. How long have you been in Indiana and how would you characterize the differences, agriculture differences between Indiana
1: and farming in, uh, in Texas? I did two different stints at National FFA. I I was here for about three and a half years and then left to do some international work and then came back and uh, we're back almost four years now in Indianapolis again. So, so the agriculture is completely, uh, it's, it's similar in some ways, but where I grew up, we did not have corn and soybeans. So being in that, in, in a corn and soybean place is a totally different environment and, and uh, farming practices are, of course, different. I think just the nature of the value of the commodity, but, uh, but there's also some similarities. You're still weather dependent, uh, wet, growing wow. West Texas cotton or growing corn and soybeans in the Midwest, a lot of similarities in terms of being weather dependent and yeah. uh, the commodity pricing have an effect and all those kinds of things.
0: Very good. Well, as I mentioned, October, uh, really a notorious month for the National FFA Organization. uh, With your annual convention in Indianapolis, such a a uh, huge event, not only for the organization, but certainly for the city. 70,000 plus people into uh, downtown Indianapolis in the Indianapolis region this year. Obviously, a different story. Talk about the plans for the 2020 uh, convention uh, as we are in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. I know you're going to a virtual event.
1: Yes, we are moving to a virtual event. Um, we're still going to have it at, at around the same time we typically have our convention. So uh, the 27th through the 29th, that Tuesday through Thursday of the last week of October is when we'll have our virtual convention. Um, you know, we, of course, we love bringing everybody together in Indianapolis and I'm sure that it had they, if, if we all had our, our, our choices and could do it uh, in a perfect world, we'd all be here uh, together in Indianapolis. But uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic, we announced the summer that we'd be uh, moving to a virtual convention and, and we really uh, have, have done a, a full scope. Um, much of the same things that we did in person will be able to do uh, virtual. Uh, we have general sessions where we have inspirational speeches from our top student leaders. We'll still recognize award winners will be delivering student and teacher workshops uh, virtually. The FFA Blue Room will be conducted virtually. We have an expo with more than a hundred exhibitors that'll be conducted virtually. So, really, a lot of the major even even service projects service is always a big part of our annual convention, and we've been working with chapters to encourage them to do service projects locally. So, what's been interesting is how much we've been able to transition to a to a virtual environment. Um, you know, this year in the in the wake of COVID nineteen.
0: What uh, give us some perspective on what it's been like to try to put this together to take a seventy thousand you know plus person uh, event and transition that into a virtual event and at the same time trying to give people that same or close to
1: that same experience? Yes. so I think we've we've approached this in a couple of different ways. First, you know, we had to determine, um, what are some things that, that we could do differently that would be a benefit, meaning things that you can't do in an in-person event, but you can do virtually that may be a benefit? One of those uh, is, uh, you know, after our convention ends and people go home, that's, that's the end of convention, right? And uh, we thought, well, in a virtual environment, there's no reason that convention really has to be limited to three days. So all of the content that we're creating, although the live component, meaning the, the real-time in-person or in, uh, one-to-one interaction is going to be limited to those three days, but all the content that we create for our national convention is going to be available uh, for well after convention. So that means that people that are, uh, couldn't see a particular session or couldn't go to the workshop they wanted, they're, it's okay. They're going to have time to do that. So that was something we thought, okay, that's something we can do in a virtual event. The other thing is, is engagement. Um, through all we have chat boxes and all kinds of ways for students to engage in real time. Uh, right now we're uh, requesting and, so, and securing videos from local chapters to show during our annual convention. So some of this we found is uh, students uh, like seeing themselves on stage and they like seeing themselves on screen. And, and we can do that even in a virtual environment. So uh, it has been a learning experience and a learning curve for sure. And, uh, you know, we decided as an organization, we're going to be bold. We're going to try some things. Maybe not everything will work 100%, but, uh, but you know, we, we, we didn't back down and said we're going to continue to try to offer a lot of the things, uh, even if they're challenging. Yeah, being bold, being innovative, uh, I think a great
0: example of that is the FFA Blue Room, which was started uh, a few years ago, a really cool partnership uh, that includes Agrinovus, uh and Microsoft, among others. For those who, who might not know about the Blue Room, which has been a, an incredible success Talk about the Blue Room, why it was created and what it offers at the convention.
1: Gary, earlier you were, we talked a little bit about agriculture and agriculture is evolving and it's becoming very tech and and innovative heavy. And, you know, as an organization that is developing young leaders in agriculture, we felt it was important to showcase to our student members really what the future of agriculture is going to look like. And that's been our mission, you know, since the beginning of FFA uh, more than 90 years ago. And that's still true today. And so the FFA Blue Room was a concept to showcase to FFA members the latest innovative technology that's out there in agriculture to showcase the careers of the future, careers that they may not have even known existed. Or if they knew they existed, they certainly didn't think that they were connected to agriculture. What I think is, is maybe most important is we are showing how innovative. Entrepreneurs, companies, cutting edge technology is helping us address some of the biggest challenges in agriculture. And so that's what the FFA Blue Room was designed to do. Agronovis, Indiana and Microsoft came on as two strategic partners to help us develop that effort. There's been a number of Indiana uh, companies, actually, that have been participating in the Blue Room. For example, Corteva and Elanco have both been in there all three years. And there's been a number of startup ag businesses in, in Indiana that have been featured. So it's always had a pretty heavy Indiana flair, but it's it's all been about innovation and technology and agriculture plus bio plus science. Uh, How does the uh, footprint shift in this year's Blue Room uh, to accommodate this whole digital element? In the past two years when we've had an in-person convention, FFA Blue Room was a space inside the convention center where students went in person and got to interact with booths in person and companies and got to hear presentations on stage. So we've transitioned that to to a virtual environment. We actually have a 3D virtual space that is showcasing companies and their innovations and technologies. So Anytime during the three days of convention, and and actually after convention's even over, students can go and and navigate around this 3D virtual space. It's a pretty cool environment. After they go through a little bit of a staging area that's produced by Agronovis, Indiana, and Microsoft, they uh, get transported to a spaceship, a virtual spaceship, because we're trying to make sure this all looks very high-tech. In that virtual spaceship, they get to interact with different companies in their booths, and they get to learn about the latest and greatest in innovation. We also are hosting 12 live sessions. So again, they're virtual but students can attend any one of those 12 sessions and get to hear directly from industry leaders and over a wide array of topics. This year's focus is on sustainability. So all the topics really connect to sustainable agriculture. We want our students to understand what it is when we talk about sustainability, what we're talking about. So there's topics around regenerative agriculture, machine learning. Some of the speakers we'll have this year, the chief technology officer for Microsoft is one of our presenters. Corteva actually has a farmer out of Maryland that's going to be talking about sustainable farming practices. So we try to provide a wide array, but they're able to interact with virtual booths and they'll be able to chat and, and connect with company and industry leaders that way. And then also hear live presentations.
0: Well, what's been the feedback, the impact that the Blue Room has had in a relatively short time? What, what kind of feedback are you getting from the young folks who really engage? Because I know obviously a big challenge in agriculture and really all industries is engaging young people and Really uh, fortifying that talent pipeline. What are what are young
1: folks saying about the Blue Room? Last year, we had several thousand students go through the Blue Room as part of our convention, and we surveyed those students. And ninety five percent of them said that they learned about a career that they didn't either they either didn't know existed or didn't wow. know it was connected to agriculture. Ninety eight percent of them learned about a new innovation or technology that they previously didn't know existed, and somewhere above ninety percent of them said they they learned about a way in which innovation and technology and agriculture is helping us meet the challenges of today. The learning outcomes that we have for the experience were certainly met. And then, of course, we had the little anecdotal quotes from the students in the survey. Things like, this is so cool. One of my favorites that a student said in the anonymous survey was, I never thought I wanted to be in agriculture until I realized how cool it was. So, wow. I mean, yeah. the, these are these are the kinds of things that we're, and that's the whole goal. We want to showcase to students that, hey, there's this is really cutting edge and innovative.
0: As you look at the shifts you've made this year and really had to make, are there new ideas Maybe inspiration for how all the great content can be shared, like beyond the convention in the, in the future.
1: I'll speak to the Blue Room, but I will say what I'm going to say about the Blue Room is actually true for, I think, a lot of areas of convention. We're learning that there's cer- certain things that we're going to do this year that if they work like we think they will, may live on at future conventions, even when we move back to having an in-person event. But specific to the FFA Bl- Blue Room. One of our goals has always been, you know, we 70,000 people at our annual event is, is a massive number, but we have over 700,000 members. So we have a lot of members and over 8,000 chapters across the nation. So we want to reach more of them. And so we've often been uh, the last two years been thinking about how do we take what we're doing in the blue room and design it in such a way that even those that don't come to our annual convention can have access. And it's often difficult to take an in-person event and translate it to a, to a some sort of a digital environment where anyone can access it. Well, This year, uh, welcome COVID-19, now we're forced to create a virtual uh, environment. And um, so, one of the things we're learning is that we think that what we what we're producing is not limited to the three days of convention, and it's going to be more accessible to more students because they don't have to wait in line to get into a, a physical room like they do at our annual convention. Any student across the country that wants to click a button and go inside the FFA Blue Room is going to be able to once they're registered for our annual convention. So that's one of the big learnings is that all of our content's already digital in nature, so it's very easy to share out to a larger audience.
0: You know, Agrinovus has certainly been a big supporter of the Blue Room since its inception. Whether it's the Blue Room or FFA operations in general, how big of an asset and how big of a positive, I guess, is it to have an organization like
1: Agrinovus right in your backyard? Agrinovus has been a, a tremendous support in a couple of different ways. You know, for one, you know, they've provided some financial support to the National FFA Organization, which has helped us initiate things like the FFA Blue Room. But larger than that, I think, is... Agronovis as an, an an incubator or a hub for, for new ideas and thinking and the connections that they make, connecting all these different companies. The first year we did the FFA Blue Room, we wanted to feature a lot of startups. As an FFA organization, we had a few leads, we had a few ideas, but it was difficult for us to necessarily find who the best startup companies we could showcase in this room. Well, welcome Agrinovus, Indiana, right? So they they immediately had a curated a list of people. They had a relationship with those individuals, and they they could convince them to to, to try us out and to show up to our annual convention. So I, I would say because of Agrinovus, we've been exposed to some companies and some individuals that we otherwise wouldn't have, and and all of those are folks that are on the cutting edge of agriculture, and so that's who we want to be connected to. So it's been a tremendous help. And a
0: reminder for more information on the FFA Blue Room with Agrinovus, visit Agrinovus indiana.com blaze curry the associate director of leadership at the national ffa organization blaze it's been a real treat to have you on the podcast this week and uh, i know you've got a really busy month a lot on your plate so uh, good luck with everything this month and
1: beyond thanks so much Gary. thanks for having me on and
0: thank you for joining us on this uh, latest edition of the ag bioscience podcast it is a partnership between Agrinovus Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. Remember, you can keep up to date with Agrinovus by following them on Twitter and Instagram at Agrinovus IN. Also, you can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can share great ag bioscience stories like this one with more and more people. Thanks for joining us I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Kayla Chittister, Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe O'Leary. More people get Indiana Business News from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.